everyone. Welcome to episode 13 of the Divine Flow Pod. This is Kaimani Alaya and today we have a very special guest. I knew I liked her the moment I met her and she started a revolution of women speaking out, speaking their truth in Yana Shanti's community. She is an amazing writer and a coach and just an overall inspiration to be around. So I would like you all to meet a woman uncaged, Malana Hoglani. Hi, Malana. Hi, Kaimani. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for being here. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, today we have a beautiful blend of energies from India and Hawaii recording on the Lunar New Year and Year of the Dragon and yeah, just so much beautiful energy. So I hope that all of you can feel that. And Malana, thank you for joining in and... I can't wait to dive into talking about all things self-love, love, life, relationships with you. So how are you feeling today? Let's start from there. (laughs) I am feeling creative. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. As you and I talked about, I had a little bit of um, a hiccup last night or a divine message (laughs) um, that I worked through. And now I'm feeling like right on time. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Perfect. Like sounds like the perfect. I'm excited to with you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, okay, Malana. Uh, can you just uh, tell me, uh, like, since we are in February, and February is like you know Valentine's month, hearts all along. Uh, how does your heart feel like, you know, as a single woman now after your history and just everything you went through, how does it feel to be you where you are, where your heart is at? Oh, well, it feels, it feels good. It feels light, mm-hmm. you know, like. It's almost like, you know, I actually don't really even think about it, like, in terms of, oh, you know, it's Valentine's Day, I'm single. I, To be honest, I, I actually don't, I never really, it's really honestly kind of recently that I've only just started, I guess, referring to myself as a single woman. I think I might have actually just written that recently. You know, oh, like, you know, I'm a single woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um it just, I guess I'm just now kind of starting to kind of come into that and and state that aloud and I guess embody that, that I really am, you know, a single solo woman just living my life. Um, not that I really, not that I didn't feel that way or like I still felt like I had um, a partner for the past couple years, but I guess now I'm really starting to, I guess now it's really kind of starting to hit me like, oh yeah, I'm single and it's, and you know, I I guess when I put that title on, I guess that kind of 
maybe it kind of opens me up to exploring the future more, I guess, Mm -hmm. rather than just um, being like, whatever about it. I don't know if that makes sense. I think that, that abs- yeah, yeah, it absolutely does because I feel, um, you know, when you're not empowered and initiated as a child and then you get onto a relationship and however long it is, who we are, it just gets like, you know, covered in. So now you're like, oh, I am single. Oh, I am this person. Oh, I can embody this person fully now. And you are doing that without the society's label of single woman which is like you know often associated with so many stereotypes and a lot of those things you're like hey I am a single woman I'm a free bird and I'm flying to wherever I want to fly yeah yeah that's that's yeah that's exactly it and you just you just reminded me actually that uh someone recently asked me you know are you are you dating yet that was what she said to me. And I was like, because she knew that I was, mm-hmm. you know, divorced recently or, you know, over the past, relatively recently. And for her and her, you know, mind, her mindset and her way of being is that, you know, you get divorced and then you're like, you enter the dating world, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you, you're single and ready to mingle, I guess. I don't know. And I was like, oh no, you know. I, I don't date. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I'm still healing and I just feel that, you know, when I'm ready to call someone in, that it's just going to be, you know, the right person for me. I mean, maybe, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Maybe I'll have to meet a couple people. I don't know. But I was just trying to get my message across to her that like, that's not the approach that I take. I don't even think about it, you know dating like it's just um yeah you know yeah we have like more (laughs) important things to do single and healing father wound before even considering dating because we know how that's like (laughs) the dating pool is so like my standards like what I you know my non-negotiables it's just you know it's not like there's a whole lot of them Mm -hmm. around the corner yeah like I know that the divine supply is limitless but I feel that's like such an important conversation like you know I think people have that they need to find the right person and I can vouch that for myself because like when I was three the number one thing I wanted to do was find the love of my life grow older and grow to be who I am with him and just be like you know that happily ever after thing ever since I was three but then wow. college happened and then I got into narcissistic relationships and then I realized, wait, this is not my thing. I can't find the right person. It has to be divine timing, the divine person. Like I surrender. It's like humility at its finest because I was like waiting ever since I was three. And now I'm like... um, it would happen in divine timing. I'm just like busy with taking care of myself, loving myself, healing the core wounds, which attracts people and relationships, which are nasty to our being and soul and life force energy and creativity and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. You got the memo way before I did. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, I feel that there's this trend out there about you know manifest the right person, and we are on the full moon energy. So I don't know, there might be people who would be like, okay, I want to manifest this person with these qualities, and yeah, that doesn't work. So would you like to comment on that? Because I know that you had been working with some you know self help, new age kind of people in the past. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that might be a little hard for me to say, well, we'll see where it goes, but I had already had a partner when I sort of entered the new age self-help industry. So there was really no one, there, there was really nothing. I wasn't in that mindset of thinking I had to manifest a partner. I had kind of already, you know, manifested the wrong partner. I was already with somebody who was all wrong for me. Um, but yeah, so I never, I don't, yeah, I'd never sat down to be like, okay, what do I want in a partner? And what I would do while with him was I had things that I preferred and I wanted done or I guess I wanted different you know, Mm -hmm. I wanted better. Um, so I guess I, you know, I did have preferences, but, um, that was just me wanting something that wasn't what it wasn't what it was. And you can't change people. You just, you know, and it was also like a toxic relationship. And, um, so yeah. And I mean, now, you know, I just know it's like, I just want I don't even picture, I don't even think about like what they look like or anything like that. It's just like, I want love and protection and a feeling of safety and just ease to just, you know, be my, just support to be myself. Um, and actually, Mm -hmm. well, I don't know if you want to ask any other follow-up questions, but I just had something. Yeah, yeah. That I actually realized. Go ahead. Okay. So I actually did meet somebody recently. And it wasn't like, oh, I met somebody. It was like I had an interaction with somebody a couple months ago who I feel like it was almost like, I don't know, maybe it was like a, a message or just like, I was, I don't know. I felt like maybe I was supposed to meet this person just to be able to feel what it was like to feel, to be seen and like appreciated without being, um, like hit on like, and creeped on. Like it was like, I met this person, we had an interaction and the way we were talking, the way it was happening, it was almost like we were like throwing a ball back and forth. Like it was just so easy. And like his, his, um, demeanor was just so genuine. And like, I just felt really like myself. I just felt like this really light buzzing energy after it was over. And I was like, wow, like, I think that was the first time I ever felt that way around a man like I don't think I've ever felt so I felt so grounded Mm -hmm. and um just like it was just fun and I was like wow like if that 
it almost gave me a taste of how things are supposed to be, you know? And I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's something right there. That's something to kind of look for. I feel like it was supposed to be a passing interaction. It wasn't supposed to go any further. Um, but it just gave me something to go off of, if that makes sense. And it actually shifted a decision I was going to be making. Um, and he had an, um, an unusual, well, not an unusual name, but it was a name that you don't often, I didn't, I don't often hear, um, or at least don't often hear for a man. And I, I remember like looking up the meaning of it. Cause I do stuff like that. I'm always like looking up meanings of anything. And the meaning of his name was free, <laughs> free man. Yeah, it was free. And then it was also free man. And I was like, well, holy shit, you know? And I just felt like it was a message and it helps me make a decision. Um, you know, I was about to do something that was going to put me in a less authentic way of being. I felt it was going to dim me down a little bit. And when I saw the meaning and I had that interaction and the way that he was reflecting my energy back to me, um, it helped me make one that I felt was just a better decision. And so I just, yeah, I just felt like it was a message from the universe. And so all that to say, had an interaction that showed me some qualities to look for and gave me a feeling to seek like, okay, that's, that, that's how it, that's how it feels. That's, or, mm-hmm. you know, a how it feels. Yeah. I feel that so beautiful because you know how uh, Liana Shanti talks about. So everyone who doesn't know Liana or Liana Shanti or her work, uh, she is our teacher and She's like the teacher for everything and the part to the true Jesus and she's amazing. So, and she always teaches us that uh, when you're healed or when you're embodying your divine feminine, you attract people who are in that frequency. And when you have been wounded or traumatized in the past or, you know, have had parents who are narcs, uh, you attract those relationships so that's how it goes and uh, healing that is our responsibility what happened was what happened you know we didn't deserve that so right over here like Milana's story is so beautiful because you know her history of being in a toxic relationship and you know just having this experience of oh hey divine masculine energy also exists on this planet and I had this interaction and this is how it feels like so I feel that's like a beautiful reminder and like you said something to you know really tap into yeah you just summarize that so beautifully thank you for for that (laughs) I mean it's just it's just a helpful thing you know as as a listener and you just um you know you made me realize something I can expand on there which is that you mentioned the divine masculine and you know whether he is or isn't I don't know if he's you know vaccinated or what you know but he just carried an energy that I could feel it was different. So I feel like he wasn't a narcissist at least because I noticed, um, what I noticed about myself is I know when somebody is a narc because I get like, maybe it'll, this, I think this will probably stop once I like, as I continue my healing journey. Um, but I noticed, or maybe it's just this, maybe it's actually, um, maybe it's supposed to be there because mm-hmm. it helps me, it's, uh, something for my body, like a warning or something. I don't know. But, um, I noticed that when somebody's a narcissist, I get kind of like breathy, 
like sometimes it'll almost feel like excitement, but I know it's danger now. Mm. And whereas the other, the other man that I met, I didn't feel that way at all. Like I felt, um, just like at ease in my skin. I just felt like there was nothing to like, my body wasn't, um, scared. Like there wasn't, um, a feeling there, there, there just wasn't that, that, um, I feel, so what I'm trying to get at, what I've learned through all of this is that women, I feel like we often mistake the feeling of danger for excitement. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get that rush and like you think you're getting butterflies in your stomach or um, or your heart's beating really fast. And it's not to say that those things couldn't happen when you meet the right person for you, but it's just like, I just realized that those feelings um, in the past, I probably would have associated with like, oh, like flattery, like, oh, like he's so great. But now I know it's my body being like, danger, danger, stay away. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that's beautiful because like, number one, you're connected to your body. Number two, your like body is the instrument and, you know, ultimate uh, like tool of knowledge and three you are now able to discern its signs much more better and you are actively tapping into it yeah 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 and I feel like More that's better. like a testament to all the you know the physical cleansing the parasites the uh, candida overgrowth the narcissistic clearings and all the action steps you have taken that you're able to now feel this now because as you said a lot of women mistake it for like you know excitement or butterflies while it's just like you know recreating the same traumatic patterns again yes definitely so uh like when in the past you used to have a weed addiction were you able to tap into your body the same way or how was it like back then um no probably not I mean in a way yes because I wouldn't like certain things that my ex-husband would say or do things that I would be like really turned off by that were very like vulgar and just like so like just not reading the room or like reading my energy and I would say, you know, I didn't like how it felt. Um, so it's like my body was speaking to me, but it was also just me settling and being like, all right, well, like, this is just, you know, what it is and how he is. And no matter how many times I say this, um, it's like, I know I don't feel good about it, but I'm just kind of accepting it. So I guess, you know, it was, but it's so normalized, I feel, for us to just override or to just, like, put up with things, both override, put up with things, gaslight ourselves, um, that even if we do feel something, we feel like we can't trust it or we feel like we're overreacting, um, you know? So I, I think, yeah, um, but then, of course, you throw weed into the picture and... You know, that's never, that's never a good thing. Um, That distorts everything in terms of, like, your perception, your clarity. Um, 
you know, that would be a way for me to have sex if I didn't want to, you know, it's like, oh, if I just have a hit of weed, like I'll feel more into it. Um, so then overriding my body, you know, so yeah. Uh, so what I'm actually, uh, you know, feeling is that uh, there's this, I think, notion in like in your story as well, like feeling sort of crazy or invalid for one's own feelings. And then, you know, that being reinforced with being around people who aren't good for one's soul. And I feel that narrative also goes on collectively, like, you know, women being seen as crazy or over-emotional while they are just and lacking the language or the understanding as to why they feel the way they do. Like, uh, you got, like, for example, now you can tap into your body and understand, oh, maybe there's a message here, but I don't think so that was the case back then. Yeah. So your so your question, you're saying it's in like I wasn't able to tap in back then, but now I am. Yeah, and I feel that's amazing because now you're asking the questions, hey, why does my body feel this way? Hey, why am I bypassing this? Because most I think most women aren't asking those questions. You started asking instead of accepting what was happening. And you know, just choosing to change it and being like, fuck it, I want to feel differently. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still, you know, a work in progress because, you know, and not, not with men. It's like, I've gotten, that was something that was like super easy for me to be like, all right, never again. Like I, you know, even though, you know, I've had things along the way over the past couple of years where it's like, you meet somebody and you're like, have a conversation and like, you think it might be like a little crush or something, but like knowing enough that I don't let things go far. Like, I'm just like, uh, I'm just not open to this right now. I know that I have to, you know, just go slow and take care of myself. Um, but in other ways, I definitely still have, um, you know, ignored signs in my body and, you know, just, you know, even little, it could be things, it could be, I was going to say it could be little things, but it's not always a little thing. It could be like, you know, working too much when you need a break, um, when your body is like telling you, you need to eat or, you know, things like that. It's like, just, I'm still, I'm still sort of getting, um, better, but it's, it's a lot better than it was. That's, that's for sure. A lot of progress. So I should you know acknowledge that yes ma'am like please accept the you know delivery of roses on your doorstep because uh you know what we are talking about over here is you talking about yourself with where you are but if you look at you know the past version of yourself or the people around you the majority of them which i don't think so any of us are in conversation with but we know that people like that exist who are in marriages which are shitty who are drugging and numbing themselves out so that they can just you know bypass what their body is screaming to them and are in misery and sickness and skin issues and thyroid issues and whatnot and you are like I am detoxing my body I now can trust my body and its signs I can practice self-discipline I'm in charge of where my life is going and that takes a lot of work 
you know, kicking off addictions and being like, okay, like no big deal. I just kicked off a 10 year old addiction. It was simple. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you did the work. Yeah. I mean, what you just said is a great point. And I think that for, I know for myself, and I think for a lot of women who are on the healing path, we are so in it sometimes that we forget how the leaps that we've made. And it, we kind of put ourselves into a little bit of a, like a bubble where like, we just kind of forget, I or I do, I'll just speak for myself, I can kind of forget like, oh wait, not everybody is doing this work. Like there are people who are still struggling, like smoking weed, they've been trying to quit for like, ever. <laughs> and I did it, you know, and then I did it. And then I kind of like moved on. I just kind of was like, all right, what's next. And so that's my own thing. It's like, all right, slow down, reflect, look at the magnitude of things, you know, and like pat yourself on the back, you know? Yeah. I Like I totally understand because I'm the same way, but I think I'm just good at reflecting that back to people what I see in them. So like for you, I can just offer a very visual, you know, example to you. I don't know if you had like Mirinda in the USA, like the orange cold drink, which was like, you know, in this plastic pet bottle. So when I met you, you were like that Mirinda colored, you know, carrot or uh, orange ginger and pineapple with dandelion root tea and sparkling water soda in that pet bottle like mirinda colored but like juicy organic and fresh and now you are like uh, the same juice but like you know in a french crystal bottle you know embedded with ruby and sapphires and a giant green stone i don't know its name but just like a giant you know a pear-shaped stone in the middle. Wow. I love that. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I feel, yeah, that's how I can just, like, visually see you, that your energy was always there. But it was just, like, you know, in a shitty pet bottle, and you were like, hey, I deserve better. And then you got yourself out of it. And you're like, hey, and now I'm continuing to grow and expand. Like, your medicine, your authenticity was always there. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I feel like I, I, I do remember you saying things like that when we first connected. You were always really amazing at reflecting things back. And you always saw that in me. Even though it feels, or even though I know that I, like, kind of not detoured because I know that's not what I did but it was like I was on that path that like sparkly bubbly path that energy was coming to life and then I kind of was like all right I know I was starting to go out there and put myself out there but now I just need to like clear all this trauma and just talk about clearing trauma and now I'm finally getting poured into the crystal glass (laughs) that's kind of what it feels like 
Yeah, I don't think you diverted. Like you were like a water flow of this like orange colored juice sparkling and then you had boulders in the way and then you were like, wait, I wanted to just fall into that sparkly glass. So you had to like wait and clear the boulders and then you can just like free flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's an amazing way of putting it. But you know what? I feel like this is such an interesting point because I was just like, you know, had a conversation with a friend and I was like, this is insane that we are able to see each other's, okay? And then when it comes to seeing our growth and celebrating that, we just get amnesia of some sorts and we're like, oh, I did that. I forgot how I did that, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. This is why Leanna says, like, reflect, like, look back at how far you've come, look at the big picture, you know, because we can just, we're just so in it, we're so in our day to day. We haven't looked back to see like how many miles we've walked, (laughs) you know, it's just, and and also like, if you're, if you're the type of person that's always striving for more and like bettering yourself, which we are, you know, you just, you're like, oh, well, I haven't reached that yet. So, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's like when I reach that point, then I'll kind of feel like I've made it or celebrated it. So that's something to, to heal. Um, yeah. You know, I've gotten better with it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's really kind of easy to fall into that little, that little pattern, that little trap of like, oh, well, I didn't reach this milestone that I've been really wanting and so yeah. you know but you yeah. know yeah I also feel like uh, along with this there is also sometimes this PTSD CPTSD response that can happen where you know we are just like where when we never learned or we weren't valued or treasured we don't even know how to do that for ourselves you know what I mean oh yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely, because, you know, if you had a child, you'd be like, oh, my God, like, great job. Look at what you just did. That was amazing. You know, you should be so proud of yourself. You should be so happy for yourself. Look at what you did. Like, look at what you did yesterday. And now look at how you've improved today. Isn't that amazing? You know, I, it's like, I could see myself being that kind of mother and <laughs> saying that. And it's like, you know, so I've, I've started talking to myself in that way <laughs> more recently. And it does help. That's beautiful because I feel like as children, uh, you know, the same pattern of, okay, you did this. Okay. On to the next exam or on to the next thing. And, you know, never yeah. just like taking the time to be loved, I guess. And, uh, just celebrated for the magnificence of like the beings that we are and then your post yesterday which was like I am enough and you know the crazy thing about it you had written so like you know uh, reflect on your day when you have those moments when you are wanting to do more and I literally had that moment where I was like I have this creative idea why why don't I just do this for people it would be a nice offering and then I had to be like Kaimani chill we can always do more Uh, you can do it but right now you need to like refuel right now wait like patience dear oh yeah Mm, patience Uh, big life lesson for me (laughs) yeah yeah 
Oh, I wanted to ask. Um, grace was a term that I feel that is dear to both of us in some way. So, how do you feel? What does grace mean to you on your part? Oh, grace. Um, what does grace mean to me? Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is not being so hard on yourself. So not beating yourself up and allowing things to be as they are. So meaning, I think of that time in my life, you know, when I had dropped my old last name before my Akashic name and I was going by Lisa Grace. And during that time period, I was just showing like, this is me going through a separation and a divorce. And you, I think the, the irony is that when we think of the word grace or graceful, we think everything might be like really flowing and elegant. But I think looking back, what I was showing is, you know, that I was um, just being real or as real as I could be back then I think the grace and that the grace I was giving myself was allowing things to, to be messy and to not be perfect and just kind of showing the, the reality of, of what I was going through and what I was feeling and how I was grieving I think I, I feel along with grace authenticity is another word that goes along so well with your path like you have always been authentic with your process and been courageous and kind enough to share it and I know that you know there are so many women out there who have wonderful stories to tell but who are still afraid of you know putting themselves out there so and you are also a writing coach as well so you know if you would have any insights or words for them so insights around um Sharing authentically, like kind of busting through the fear. Is that, yeah. that kind of what you think would be? Yeah. Well, hmm. I think, because I'm trying to think of what was motivating me then. Oh. Because I have to kind of. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I had this question about your motivation as well. Because um, like you were always sharing and everything, your social media content and everything. But when you started really blasted, blasting opening your throat chakra, it was during the time of, you know, smear campaign and all this stuff happening and coming to light. And you saw other yeah. people who were being victimized and abused as well. And you were like, no. I need to say something over here. It's my responsibility and I really want to. So was that your motivation? Because I remember you sharing that, you know, you had a blog, you had like started this website, but never could do it and hid behind the scenes for other women. But I think this incident like triggered that for you to stand up and show up, show up and speak the truth because you didn't want others to be harmed. Yes, that was a huge part of it. And I also feel it goes along with my human design as a manifesting generator is I respond to things like I'm always responding like what to what's in my environment. So 
that in those incidents gave me things gave me something to respond to like going through a divorce separation it was like as a manifesting generator like we share we like to share our process so or what we're researching so I was responding to what had happened in my life and I was sharing about it and then when everything was happening with the smear campaign and things were happening to me and things were happening to Liana and things were happening to the community and I was seeing things being published about me and about Liana and about all of us it gave me something to respond to it was a way to take action so it just felt really natural. And then that just kind of kept, it just kind of kept flowing from there because it was like, once I opened the dam and opened the floodgates, you know, it just gave me, um, information because then I was kind of getting, I guess, input, you could call it, um, information back. It was just kind of like this symbiotic um like reciprocal flow like this dance between you know with like between me and the universe I guess like the energy was just like I'd put something out and then something and then stuff would come back in and I would just keep responding and flowing and going back and forth and and then sometimes I would get scared and then I would you know I would go through I would have moments of fear where things would trip me up, things that things would trip me up that wouldn't trip me up now. And that's the journey. Like, that's how you strengthen your throat chakra and your sharing your story muscle or, you know, it's just you, you just start where you are and where you can. And you see how that feels, and then you just kind of build upon it from there. Because the things that I talk about now, I can talk about, there are certain things I can talk about so easily that I had to work up courage to do just a year ago or two years ago, you know. And now it's a piece of cake. I can say it no problem. But the thing is that I just got started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a big thing is I want to kind of, I've always try or I tried to I had done I had done a workshop in October mm-hmm. about um sharing your story and one of the things I said was you know don't compare yourself to what somebody else is sharing or what I'm sharing because it took me time to get to this place so just start where you are you know don't think that because of what I'm saying and sharing that you have to go from like zero to a hundred you know, you just have to kind of start where you are and let it build. 100%. And, you know, there's like a lot of medicine in what you have mentioned because I feel uh, when people see others sharing their process of stories and, you know, and uh, they want to do that but are unsure how to do that, there's like this comparison. But then, like you said, like once you start and move through the resistances and fears, because when you put out intense content like this, it emotionally, you feel it. Sometimes you need a day or two to, you know, regroup after it. And you also like, you know, tap into the support of the universe and then you release it into the world and surrender it. Like there's so many parts to this process. Like it's insane. Like you mentioned about the dance with the universe, right? 
So like Throat Chakra, the manifestation center, and then, you know, this whole event initiated you and, you know, you were able to clear out whatever blockage was there and, you know, your sacral chakra opened up and then you were able to tap into that limitless creativity and ideas. And you just honor that. But then people see other people around them who are like, oh, they are content creators and they produce content every day. Just like ignoring the fact that they are just like, they don't even have a crown chakra. It's like clown chakra opened up and they're just like putting out bullshit through their throat chakra out there. So um, what you are sharing is like a very sacred and authentic process where you're sharing from what is flowing to your heart what is being you know put into you not something that you're braining it which is I think that trips most people up yeah definitely yeah it tripped me up for a time for sure yeah it was um Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, for so long, it's like, I didn't know that this was going to be the thing, right? You know, for so long, I wanted to speak and to share. I wanted to be doing what I was seeing other women doing, like the women I was supporting when I was working in the new age self-help industry. It was like, everyone had a message and everyone had things that they were saying and they were weaving in parts of their lives. And of course, you know, like 99.9% of it was bullshit and inauthentic, but I was like, I want to be speaking. I want to be talking. I didn't realize why I was so blocked and why I could only, I only felt like I could share their message. I only felt like I could write for them and speak as them. And, you know, then when I began healing, Um, or really it started in 2020 when I started, like when I woke up and was just like furiously sharing everything that I was seeing going on in the world and my throat chakra just like busted open. Um, but then it was like, I didn't know that like what was really going to like open it wide was going to be this, you know? So, um, yeah. yeah. And then that just got things that just got things flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of what I needed to do. That's something that, you know, I had learned through Liana's B-School program when she shared with, in the group, she was just like, you know, and this probably applies to a lot of women, a lot of women, not just me, where she was like, you know, you, because I was kind of like, oh, you know, I like, waste of time I wasn't really like serving a bunch of women in terms of like building my business and like you know all that and she was like right but you know you were clearing your throat chakra essentially so that you didn't like have explode like a volcano down the line like I could have forced building a business out of sheer willpower Mm -hmm. but instead I took time to clear out my throat chakra which is only going to make things more authentic because if I tried you know forcing it um yeah you know braining like building trying to build a a business for my brain and trying to like just focus on I guess building a business for money's sake because that's probably would have happened if I just distracted myself and didn't clear my throat um yeah 
So, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. people uh, listening over here, uh, Malana could have like you know willpower her way through doing things, and because she has like she's an MG, she has that you know. a sacral energy to keep going but if you are like someone like a projector or a reflector or maybe even a manifester you might have been like easily burnt out and uh, like just a reminder like you know just know yourself your design and as melana shared creating is like when you allow it's an act of co-creating and it's a unique dance for melana the dance looks a particular way where it's like more like a responsive one for me the dance looks a different way but it's a dance nonetheless so just like get in you got to start dancing to just enjoy it uh, yeah just start dancing yeah that's probably that's probably a cool thing for you to do with your with your human design is like putting a type of dance for each one mm-hmm. like the manifesto generator i don't know maybe we're like the tango or the salsa <laughs> i don't know and maybe you know what you know what i mean yeah that sounds a great way like you know it could be like part of some creative process yeah, yeah, yeah. actually i think i know what type of dance the manifesting gener- generator would be i'm really into like you, have you seen those dances where they um shoot what's it called it's like they get uh, a partner like picked for them and they have to like int- uh, a song starts playing and they both have to like feed off of these off each other's energy and just like improv do an interpretive dance improv on the sport yeah something yeah those improv dance yeah improv that's what it is I'm like interpretive dance the improv dances i'm like oh that's amazing cuz they're just like flowing yeah. like just i just want to flow <laughs> Wow, I love that. And people, if you don't know about HD, there is I think episode 9 with Catherine from Avni Human Design Coaching which gives you a basis of human design and all through it. So if you're new to it, I highly recommend checking it out and learning about your design because you learn so much about yourself and your authentic self. So yeah. I, <laughs> and I love this dancing. Like I feel like, you know, it could be helpful for, you know, all the MGs or the generators out there to have it as part of their like, you know, morning routine or like nighttime routine when they haven't burned off their energy and they can't sleep to just be like, okay, I'm just going to dance. Uh-huh. Yeah, and projectors can take lots of uh lots of breaks when they need to. <laughs> Cuz I know that about projectors. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, they can't go, they can't go go go. They need breaks and they need to be honored for that. 100. Um, I was thinking about that recently. I was I was married to a a projector um, and our energy was totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, but you're sort of forced into the box of of the of society of like go go go, hustle hustle hustle, but really you know they need to honor their bodies and their need for rest yeah so important <laughs> yep and also like alone time and cleansing their energy super important because yeah the energy body of each type is different but uh, coming back to writing now um I think what's so beautiful and remarkable in your journey is that you had this experience of going mute and then coming to writing and then you know how Jesus used your biggest you know painful moments and you know like literally shit to gold and turning into turning it into your gift 
that now you're offering the world. So people, the workshop that Milana shared was amazing. I was uh, personally, I was holding, I was doing an about page and I was like, who am I? Like, you know, a really existential question. And then I was like, okay, fuck it. I just went through Milana's workshop and I just came up with a like kick-ass about page. So highly recommend whatever you want to write. Just like I'll link it below for all of you to access. And yeah, so yeah, people get dancing, start telling your stories and start telling your stories authentically so Milana now I would like for you to like comment on the power of women sharing their stories authentically so to speak on it the power of women sharing their stories authentically um I missed the first part mm-hmm. oh I was just like asking like you know uh share your experience of like because you have been behind the scenes of women who share their stories but it wasn't authentic and now you're working with women who are speaking authentically and you're being one of those women so like what is like you know in a world of you know domination and patriarchy what's the importance of women telling their own stories oh well the fact that we haven't been able to for so long, <laughs> the fact that the divine feminine has been repressed for so long, the fact that we have always been told that we're supposed to play nice and be good little girls and, you know, just be, just be there, just like be props, um, be props for men. Um, the fact that, as we've learned through Liana's teachings, that the teachings of women um, were basically destroyed. So Mary Magdalene, um, just anything that like women wrote and shared their teachings just like aren't there. They don't exist. They were destroyed. Um yeah, the fact that we've been silenced for so long. And it's not that men are much better off. It doesn't mean that they haven't been oppressed in their own ways. But yeah, I just think it's sort of um, a revolutionary act for women to speak in a world where we're told to shut up. And I have been throughout my life you know anytime I did sort of start to get the ball rolling or put something out there I was told to keep my mouth shut or to just shut up so yeah um and you know everyone listening Milana and me like both different life stories different countries and everything but just like coming from fairly what you would see on paper as you know decent upbringing whatever you know in quotation marks and then being like oh you like you know you can speak about things you are privileged or whatever the thing is the the truth is that you might feel that your story is irrelevant it is not and like Milana shared it matters because this voice had just been you know 
put off for so long and I feel if you go back and look at Malana's older post I would link her publication to all of you how she has been sharing has continued to grow stronger how personally I have started speaking like my voice initially I could barely speak it out even when I was trying and now it's like kind of louder so yeah like just speak out it's been coming for I don't know years now right Malana this time to just own our stories and stop giving a shit about what some you know Karen or your husband or your ex-boyfriend thinks it's not about them it's about you and you expressing yourself authentically yeah and and you know my voice just even even my voice like my my Mm -hmm. vocal cords like all of that has changed completely. So I I would get teased for like the way that I spoke, the way that I pronounced my S's. And like, I remember the way that I would speak with my ex-husband. Like I would sometimes do this sort of like baby voice, which is a sign of trauma. Mm-hmm. And just like not speaking from my diaphragm. I didn't even know how to like speak up. I would get anxious if I had to speak loud, you know, around a table, if there are a bunch of people there, like, which is interesting because I could give presentations at the front of a room, but it was like family gatherings. I would get all like, you know, it just depended on the context, but uh, my voice totally changed. And now when I speak, like it just feels so good and I don't speak just to speak like I'm very conscious and I conserve my energy like I love to speak and I love to speak passionately and talk about things that I care about like I love what we're doing right now like this is just so fun and freeing and amazing but I don't just speak to speak like I'm very you know intentional Mm-hmm. And I speak when I feel it and I can feel it in my body. Like I hear the way that I sound and sometimes it still surprises me. Like I, I'm like, wow, this is my voice. Like, cause I've only had it for like <laughs> a, a couple of years and it's yeah. only, ch- and it changes changed over those couple years so when I hear it because I'm not speaking like all day, every day, just to hear myself talk, like when it does come out, I'm just like, wow, like that sounds great. Like this feels great. Like I love this. Like I love having a voice that I can use. I love being able to project. I love singing. Like I always loved singing, but like now I can like sing better. Like I can sing higher and longer and louder. And it's just amazing. Like what healing can do for your voice and I started off writing like writing was like my go-to and I still love writing but I realized I love speaking too I Mm. might I might love speaking even more I don't I don't know but I just I maybe I just love all forms of communication but I I do really love speaking and I just love what healing does for the voice and that was something that was totally unexpected like I had no idea that that would happen um yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty amazing 
Yeah, 100% relate to this. And for like those who don't know, if someone has like, you know, for women, if they have been like sexually abused or something, the baby voice ends up being like, you know, a coping mechanism that one ends up adopting and does not even know how to like, you know, have a voice of a woman that healing helps you have now, which is strong and powerful and confident and, you know, not like... "Mm, can you please give me attention? You know, it's now it's not yeah. that anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Now I'm like, oh my god, I can never like imagine myself just in that mode. Like I just yeah, no, it just no. feels totally foreign now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what's yeah. crazy is this morning I woke up and I was like my voice once again feels different, like physically, like I can feel it in my body, like it sounds and feels vibrationally different. And I'm like, okay, looks like something happened overnight. Oh, maybe the energy is like, you know, <laughs> it's that. Right? Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. And you know, some days you wake up with like a little bit of like, you know, a cough or like a throat ache. And those are the days I know I need to just like use my throat chakra and maybe record a podcast episode or, you know, publish a substack or do something like that. And then the throat ache or whatever the thing is, it goes away instantly. So I just love how, you know, the universe and our body communicates with us to be like, hey, girl, you got to use your throat. Who are you holding back yes. for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Okay, now um, this is bringing me to a fun session. Okay, Malana, what we are going to do is I'm going to read you some quotes from, you know, romantic comedies or, you know, just like romance movies and series. And we can just like dissect it, like, you know, from like the divine feminine less uh, lens that we're embodying now. Like, you know, how does this feel? Or is this like conditional love or unconditional love? And I feel it goes very well with the authenticity conversation we like personally had a while ago where I was like, Malana, I'm like afraid to be like, you know, my hopeful, romantic, overly, you know, remembers movie quotes kind of self and you were like be you so it doesn't surprise me that we're doing this now so i'll just get started okay and you can just like comment on it how does it feel so let's go uh people do fall in love people do belong to each other because that's the only chance that anyone's got for true happiness from breakfast at Tiffany's comments. First, can I just quickly say, I just want to say before I forget mm-hmm. how much I love that you're doing this because when I was growing up, when I was in high school, I used to save quotes from, love quotes from movies. And I think there's something to, you know, obviously there's something to explore there. Like I was just, I wanted love and I wanted, I was, I guess, in that hopeless romantic mode. Um, And now seeing like how toxic um, (laughs) it is. So what you just read, um, the part that stuck out, stuck out to me was when you said we belong to each other. So you might, I might need you to read it again so I can dissect it some more. But that was the first thing that stuck out that I could definitely speak to yeah people do fall in love people do belong to each other because that's the only chance that anyone's got for true happiness uh like 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> red flag, yeah. beep, beep. Oh yeah, it's just so um, surface level, so just basic. So it's so like, let me make another person, my whole world, my everything that I can only find happiness in another human, not myself. And, you know, you complete me kind of energy rather than, you know, no, I complete myself. And then you're the cherry on top to an amazing life. So yes, that is just, um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Tiffany's. <laughs> I would just like paraphrase it as people do fall in love. Uh, people belong to Jesus and with him, that's the only true chance of happiness we got. And then what you said about you being the cherry on top. And what's funny is the next quote I was going to read was <laughs> you complete me from Jerry McGuire. So we have already covered that. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it's interesting because, you know, when one has grown up to be a codependent, we just like put up our happiness, self-worth, sense of self into the hands of someone else. Yeah. And, you know, what I will say is for me, what what's something that really like resonated and lit me up mm-hmm. over the past year was, again, going back to human design was I read something online that was like a manifesting generator they're searching for the right partner and the right work Mm -hmm. it said something like that and I was like yes like that's it because like I'm not in an energy where I'm like desperately searching and seeking for a partner but like I just feel like like I know what it feels like because I got like a slight taste of like what it feels like when you're flowing with a partner for like the short stint that he was mm-hmm. quasi healing and it felt really you know it felt good for what it was at the time um and uh like to know that somebody supports your work and is uplifting you like there was it was a sense of completeness but like also knowing I was still my own person so I don't know if you complete me is like the way that I would put it, but like there's an energy to that that I can understand, you know? Um, So yeah, I don't know how I would describe it yet, but I guess maybe it's like when you, I guess maybe when you find the right person, it's like, and if that is something that you're meant to do in this lifetime and like, you mm -hmm. know, it's aligned and whatever, it can just add enhance life in a really beautiful, magical way where life just feels all the more sweeter and maybe you do feel a bit more complete but um I don't know hopefully I'm explaining that okay so is it like uh you bring my wholeness to life in the most beautiful way possible yeah we could do that (laughs) that works okay perfect okay let's go to the next court I have learned home isn't a place. It's a feeling from Love, Rosie. What was that again? I have learned home isn't a place. It's a feeling. Mm. Ah, I have learned 
And home isn't a place, it's a feeling. Hmm. Okay. Let me think about that for a second. So, <laughs> well, isn't it? Because I'm thinking of it like literally like home, but are we thinking of it in the context of a person? Like a person feeling like home, or can it be like home, home? I don't know really. Like, what is home to you, Malana? Well, well, it's interesting because before I moved, mm-hmm. I remember I was praying to Jesus that I just wanted to go home. <laughs> like, I knew that I didn't know why I was saying that. I didn't know why I was saying. I just want to go home. I, I like the and the home that I was thinking. It wasn't like my home, like my childhood home, mm-hmm. and there wasn't anything that I was really seeing. I just felt called to say that, and I remember I was like crying and just being like, "I want to go home. Like I just want to go home." And I feel like that was my soul being like, "I just want to feel like at peace and and just where I'm supposed to be." And now I know where I am is where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm home now. Um, I don't yet feel totally at home. There's still some things that need to shift that are in the process of shifting. Um, but I feel like, you know, what I can say is I feel at home. I can feel at home within myself. So yeah, it's a feeling like I have been able to feel at home. I've been able to feel a level of home within myself. Like when I'm feeling totally like just in great energy, um, just things are flowing. That's where, that's when I can find, find a sense of, of home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sort of a roundabout answer. I don't, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's an interesting one to reflect on. I can kind of keep reflecting on that one myself on, on what home is to me. Yeah, I um, think it's beautiful because I think. Right now it's my energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I feel first of all, like just like coming back in home to our bodies is like the first biggest deal because like we just like disassociate and live outside of it, and so like I feel that's like number one that happens, and then number two, just like feeling the peace of Jesus that feeling of safety that you get when you are connected to Jesus and three like you know of course a literal location and four would be someone you can share that safe century with perhaps yeah yeah and you know like even right now I feel at home like I feel at home talking with you I feel like at home and at peace within my body with my energy with just this like this feels like home I love so that. yeah 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 okay at the end of the day like our bodies are our our home really like we need to feel if we can feel totally at peace with them with our body then we're we're home and then you know you get yourself in a great location you know where you feel at peace with your surroundings and your environment like then that's an extra layer of home so yeah home is um 
one is an interesting one to to feel into for me. Yeah. That I'm still exploring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll move on to the next quote right now, okay? And I'll read it twice so that you have like time to feel into it, okay? Okay, thank you. Yeah. You have bewitched me, body and soul. I love, I love, I love you. I never wish to be parted from you from this day on. This is from Pride and Prejudice. I'll try it from a different voice because I think this was a man saying it, right? <laughs> you have bewitched me, body and soul. I love, I love, I love you. I never wish to be parted from you from this day on. So. Hmm. What was the first word? You have privileged me? Is that what he said? Uh, you have bewitched me. So it's like B E W I T C H E D. Bewitched me. Oh, bewitched me in mind, body, and soul. And then, and then he said, "What was the last sentence?" He said, "I never wish to be parted from you from this day on." Oh, okay. You have bewitched me in mind, body, and soul. I never wish to be parted from you. I mean, it could be kind of romantic. Like, I wouldn't be turned on by the word bewitched. That's for sure. <laughs> um, if someone was like, you know, I love you so much. I, like, never want to be away from you because you're just so amazing and awesome. I'd be like, sure. Like, sounds good. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I just don't, the corny, like, you've bewitched me part. Definitely not. Um, but I think there could be like set kind of a nice sentiment underneath mm-hmm. of just if you're telling your partner you appreciate them and you always want to be around them, like even if you can't because, you know, alone time. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I want to enjoy my partner too. Like, yeah, I want to love his energy and like be like, oh, like, yeah, like I want to be around you a lot too. That's amazing. Like that's a great relationship to always want to be around each other. Um, so maybe a way of putting it is like you've just you're awesome, and I always want to be around you. I feel like that's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving on to the next one. This is from like a K drama. So like the translation of words could be that way. You know, a little bit different than what you're used to. So here we go. The easiest thing we can do for the person we love is to throw ourselves away. The strength to do things that aren't in our, aren't in our nature. That's love. So it's from uh, Reply 1997 and I'll read it again. The easiest thing we can do for the person we love is to throw ourselves away. The strength to do things that aren't in our nature, that's love. Wow. Well, my eyes got really wide as soon as you said the throwing ourselves away. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, if both partners are throwing themselves away, what's left? Nothing. Yeah. So, like, what's even the point? That doesn't make any sense. And, of course, selflessness, it's just not actually a virtue. Like, when when we say, like, oh, like, she or he, they do everything for others, or always, like, putting themselves last. Like, 
we know that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely not. Definitely and, not to that one. Yeah, I feel like there's this, like, you know, conception of, like, selfless love equals to unconditional love, which is not the truth. Like, you can't have unconditional love if you don't have love for self. But I would also say, like, you know, when you love someone, it does give you the courage. Because I have felt that. Like, it gives you courage to do things which you normally won't. Like, when you love someone, when you feel loved. However, there's, like, this one thing which I haven't been able to reconcile. So, I'll ask you, okay? Uh, When you do the healing work, you realize your partners or even your friendships were most often trauma bonds, you know, and we misidentified those as love. So I often wonder, like, was there love in that relationship? Because does conditional love count or was it just like a trauma bond like you know because you were so invested into it so what was it was it just like a trauma bond or like you love to the degree you could with where you were like what is it I don't understand that yet how do you feel about it yeah no it's a great question I was actually just thinking that recently you know like um was there love right? Like, could, is it even possible to love somebody who's incapable of loving you back? So when you love a narcissist, when you say you you were in love and they were a narcissist, you know, is that even possible? Are you just like loving, you're just loving, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's like the grief was real. Mm Mm-hmm. But really, that was just coming off of an addiction. That was just like withdrawal symptoms, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just grieving what you thought life was, but then getting far enough away from it and realizing the reality of it. It's like, oh, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That we can feel closeness with somebody. So there was intimacy, like mm-hmm. there was, you know, you can feel close and you can feel their warm body and you can get a lot of comfort from that and you can feel the release of oxytocin. But was it real love because you're just loving an illusion? Like they're not real. Like, everything that they're doing is manufactured yeah so you're just like loving what they were I don't know yeah it's kind of trip it's kind of mind-boggling when you really dissect the empath narcissist relationship and you know how they say that you know you can't truly love someone if you don't love yourself but I feel as empaths, yeah. whatever love we have, instead of giving it to ourselves, like we kind of throw ourselves away like that cord and we give yeah. it to that person and which ends up being like 
like you know a no face an illusion a ghost and we see like this you know maybe potential for light and we're like let's pour all our love into it let's project all our love in over here <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Like Oh my god. You nailed it because that all the energy all that time was all the love that I was supposed to be pouring into myself. Like you know, helping with his career, helping with his emotional just issues, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. All that was the stuff that I was supposed to be pouring into myself because I had my own career and stuff that I was supposed to be focusing on and my own emotional issues. And it's like, I was trying to do that at the same time, but like not doing it well, because when you're in that kind of dynamic, like you just, you're just, um, yeah, you're just not doing, you're just doing more for the other person than you are. than you are for you. If you were doing it for you, you wouldn't be in that relationship. And it's also a distraction too, you know, because if you're pouring all of your energy into somebody else, then it's just a way to like feel good. You feel like you're helping, but it's really a distraction from the issues that you're supposed to heal. Mm -hmm. And taking a good long hard look at what's what's going on with with your own self like I shouldn't be trying to help or fix or save somebody else from their problems when I'm over here like smoking weed and living in chronic pain and whatever else was going on mm-hmm. yeah well said And, you know, this reminds me of the next quote, which was like um, from the movie, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. And there was this question like, you know, why me and everyone I uh, love choose the wrong people to love? And there was this teacher who gave this answer who was like, we accept the love we think we deserve. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that always hit home for me because I was like, Yeah, I think like deep down, I feel this is all what I deserve because I don't know yet that I am worthy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it reminds me of like, you know, Liana's post where she was like, when someone tells you I love you and you're like, why? And I that was literally me when someone said they love me. I'm like, are you? out of your mind like why would someone in their right mind love me so I feel it's just like you said like we aren't pouring into ourselves but it's also maybe because deep down we don't feel we are worthy enough to pour into ourselves you know yeah 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm A lot of deep things to ponder upon over here. But I feel the next one is going to be really simple. And you can like comment okay. on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your choice. It's simple. Her or me. And I'm sure she's really great. But Derek, I love you. In a really, really big way. Pretend to like your taste in music, let you eat the last piece of cheesecake, hold a radio over my head outside your window. Unfortunate way that makes me hate you. 
love you. So pick me, choose me, love me. From Meredith Grey from Grey's Anatomy. Uh huh. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, it's like these movies that we watch where like there's these big long dialogues where it's supposed to be all romantic and all exciting, heart pounding, but like you should never, ever, ever have to chase a guy or ask him to pick you mm-hmm. ever. So yeah, that's definitely, I actually remember, I actually remember like innately knowing this when I was younger with before getting into a relationship with my first serious boyfriend and he was trying to decide between me or somebody else and I remember being like you know if you want to date her just go be with her like that's fine (laughs) I I said something along the lines that that was like you know I'm not gonna like chase after like I don't care um and then I remember he called me and was like, I pick you. <laughs> I choose you. <laughs> or something like that. But I, I just remember, like, knowing, like, even though I mm-hmm. didn't know a whole lot else, everything along the line, along the way was, like, super fucked up. But I just remember knowing, like, don't chase. Although I probably have instances and mm-hmm. I probably think of examples where I have. But, I, yeah, if I've been in that situation and – um. Yeah, you never want to have to ask somebody to to pick you if yeah. that's happening. And yeah. I'm glad you had that awareness. To me, this sounds like, you know, the inner child is talking right now. And it's like, you know, those times and like you have those sports teams and then you're not being picked and like you're the last one being picked or those kind of things. And you're like, why doesn't nobody love me? No, why am I not anyone's first priority? So it's just like going back to those wounds, mother wound and father wound, and narc abuse, and just like clearing that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you have to ask somebody to pick you from the beginning, you're just going to have to keep asking them to pick you. And... It's like, you know, I don't know why I'm thinking about, you know, municipality corporations who pick up trash and you have to like sometimes in certain societies you have to put in like requests to be like, you know, just like pick up the trash. Like you, you are not the trash. You don't have to be making that request. You can pick yourself up and walk out of the coffee shop or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and we learn, like, we don't chase, you attract. And I feel that's a very... I'll just just pick you, like, that's it. Yeah, and I am so glad you mentioned that, because I think as a divine feminine, like Liana, I think always uh, shares that, that it's not like the fastest sperm that fertilizes. It's the one that the, you know, woman's womb chooses. So it's like... It attracts, it pulls in. It's not like, you know, force ahead energy because like even if you are a manifesting generator as a woman, you also have your, your moon cycles, your personal rhythms and flows of the ocean, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's a different way of being in the world. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's very different. It's a very different way of being in the world, for sure. And we are still learning, but still, I feel our creative process are a great way of tapping into that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's definitely an interesting way to go about the world because I've noticed, you know, it's not like, I feel like if I think about my younger self, it was like, I didn't have huge gaps where I was single because I kind of went like back to back with relationships. I would have little stints here and there, but it was like almost always kind of like, keeping an eye out like who am I gonna get with who am I gonna hook up with who am I gonna mm -hmm. who's gonna love me who's gonna like me and now it's like all of that energy is gone and that's liberating and freeing in and of itself to just kind of like go out and about and like not like feel like oh my god like just because somebody like looks at you or mm -hmm. is like can I have your number or you know it's just you don't feel like it doesn't do anything you know it's not like it, it, there's just um a, a patience and like a a calmness like um you're just able to be with yourself and it's okay like you don't need the validation you don't need to feel like you know, it's like yeah I don't I don't like thanks but no thanks <laughs> I'm good yeah uh if you could go back in time and change things would you choose to like you know go through these same events meet the same people or would you change anything Well, uh, that's, that's a hard one because it's like, um, I guess that's, I'm saying that's a hard one because I'm like, oh, like if everything in my life was, if I was like, I'm in a, you know, a great place, like I'm in a place in my life where it's like, okay. The world's my oyster as long as I just keep healing and staying on my path. Like, everything's going to be great. Um, and I am great. And, you know, but since there are certain things I still want to see in my life, mm -hmm. I'm not, like, 100%, you know, there are definitely things I would, like, change in a heartbeat. Um it's really easy to be like, oh, well, if I could go back and I could do X, Y, and Z, and then in this current moment, I could be in the place that, you know, I would like to see myself and have the things I want to have, then okay, I'll change it. But I know ultimately on a spiritual level, like if I went back and changed anything, I wouldn't have learned lessons I needed to learn mm -hmm. and ultimately like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be so I like it's like I know the answer on a on a deep spiritual level is like yeah I really shouldn't or like think yeah. about changing anything because I needed to be exactly where I am right now to heal the things I needed to heal yeah. but I guess if I could 
learn all the lessons and still heal what I need to heal. Um, yeah, I guess there's a, there's a few things I do differently. Yeah. I, That's my long-winded answer. <laughs> I feel like that. 2020. <laughs> it's, I feel beautiful because like uh, knowing something and embodying it takes time. And, you know, the places where you mentioned like, you know, you would perhaps want to change, perhaps want to consider changing would be the places where we need to apply the medicine of, you know, self-forgiveness and grace and just, you know, all those beautiful things. And yeah, just let go. Yeah. Like, here's one really simple example. Mm-hmm. Like, in the process of everything the past couple of years, I like blew up my organization, like my files, like the way that I was just like saving things, my systems my email like I used to be so organized I had just like a sim- very simple flow and just like something happened I know what happened I'm not gonna get into it but I just like everything just got so clunky mm-hmm. and I'm like like going back and like reorganizing and just making life flow again and streamlining yeah that's been a thing so I would definitely change what the hell I did there like that was just um yeah Yeah. I feel at some point (laughs) yeah healing journey you know like the dam breaks and you're free-flowing like you had an older post like you know I'm in my grunge era and you're just doing whatever you're supposed to be doing and then you realized wait uh, now I need to tap into my inner divine masculine energy too and bring in some structures that are aligned for me now for who I am. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think a big part of that, because this is sort of the like relationship partner Valentine's Day episode, mm-hmm. is um, I quote-unquote lost... You know, even though it was not divine masculine, when I was married, I had somebody who kind of held that structure up. Mm-hmm. So when that went away, um, even though it wasn't divine masculine, I sort of lost that semblance of structure and system. And like, even though the even though the the foundation was shaky there was still somewhat of a shaky foundation there. And so I've had to rebuild it myself and I could have done it in a much cleaner, more organized way. Um, but that was kind of what happened. Like the, the support and the structure went away and then everything kind of like fell down. The house of cards fell and I just didn't make the time, have the bandwidth, whatever it was to, you know, put prioritize, um, keeping that aspect of my life in order and so now seeing okay like I've got to do better here and make things easier for myself like I owe that to myself I deserve that I deserve for things to be Mm -hmm. organized and like easy to find and um structured and systematized again this just makes it easier to flow when you don't have to think about you know like the irony is that when there's structure and systems you can actually flow better Mm -hmm. yeah I feel it's like so um like important to reflect on that because 
you were earlier on a march and then there was like an emer- disaster or emergency thing and you had to just evacuate. And during that time, you don't care about structures. You think about being alive, you know. And yeah. then yeah. the rehabilitation starts later when you are in on like, you know, a solid ground. So like uh, your logo is like a bird uncaged. So the way I see it as a the structure was the cage in a way that's like distorted but when you come out with all the trauma and abuse it's just like you know the wing is injured so you need to just like rest and you know take care for a while until you can fly on i love that thank you that's beautiful yeah and now And now the structure you're building is going to be open. It's not going to be a cage. It's going to be something that you can, you know, it would be on your terms. And it's on the solid foundation of Jesus now. Yeah. So it's going to last. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're very welcome. And I feel this is such a beautiful way because I feel this reminds me of, you know, how... Uh, you have made this playlist which was like a gentle little journey or something like that I'll link that for our audience and um, yeah and I feel music in a way like helps us hold time for us like in a way that's like a masculine energy in the sense it holds space for us when we are processing emotions I don't know if that makes sense but just like came to me Totally. I mean, music is just, it's a form of therapy for me. I, it's medicine, like the way that it moves through my body. And I don't think, I didn't know, I don't know, maybe I, I I guess I assumed that this was like the way it was for everyone (laughs) because I mean, I always had very musically inclined friends growing up. Um, like a friend, like my friend group, everybody was very like musical and, um, you know, that was, that was the way that I connected. That was probably like one of the reasons I kept us longer together longer than we should have was like music was bonding, um, in my marriage. And I just love music. And what's cool is that now I've been rediscovering it as somebody who's just on my own, like just listening to it by myself solo, like connecting with myself through it. And like, I kind of look at music as like a way to date myself. So like, yeah, like I'll have um, music for like different periods of time. Like I can listen to it. And it's like, now I have that memory with myself. Whereas in the past it was always associated with like, another person um and it's not to say I didn't I still kind of had stuff of my own you know it wasn't totally always enmeshed with with another person Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's just kind of different now like it's almost like you know I have this music and it's like I'll um just that'll be a way for me to like go take a walk I guess what's kind of cool what I'm realizing now if you're talking it out is like all the in-between places like the places where I might have taken a walk with um with my ex-husband or done something with him 
it's almost like now those moments like are for myself and I'll like pop on some songs I really want to listen to and I'll go take a walk and I'll sing and um or I'll share the music that I love you know on Instagram or I'll make playlists and share them um you know I just like or sometimes if I'm feeling really stuck mm-hmm. like I know as long if I have a song that I love and I just like lay on the floor and I have my headphones in and I put my feet up on the wall and I just like let it take me away like it's just I don't know I just like I just feel I just feel music mm-hmm. I feel music so, and I don't play instruments other than I feel like I can carry a beat like I I know beats and you know I, I can sing but, you know, I don't play instruments. I just can really appreciate music. Yeah. And I think it's a really helpful healing tool. I totally, like, understand. And I feel this is so beautiful. You take those memories and moments and those songs and made them yours. Because I know, like, when I had my breakup with, like, the super toxic narc ex, like, you know about that. I had written about it. I couldn't listen to the same music. Like, I just couldn't for the life of me. I was listening to all different kinds of music then. And I deviated because, you know, the memories were so painful. And then it took me a few years to actually, you know, and Liana's Narcissism Healing Programs to be like, hey, I actually like this song. And be like, oh, maybe I never liked this song. (laughs) You know? Right. And, and, you know... uh, Another thing that's coming to me is that earlier, like pre-healing, our relationships were built on like, you know, what music you like, what actor you like, what show you like, you know. And it was very, like, it was a tool to connect, but it was very shallow, you know, if you think about it. And if it stays that on the surface level and it doesn't like end up having roots, which are rooted in, you know, perhaps the friendships you have right now which would be different, which are more like, hey, I know your childhood trauma and I have seen you heal through that. And we have given each other encouragement through the nights, you know, we were crying. And, you know, just like now, it's like a different connection, you know, if you get what I mean. Like, it's not shallow anymore. We are more our authentic selves. The connections are deeper. And even though the music we listen to is different, we just... I appreciate how we love the things we do and who we are being in this world. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty cool because it's like, I love myself more now. Mm-hmm. I love myself more now. So it's like, if I'm hanging out with myself, listening to music and like, you know, time passes and I listen to that song, it's like, I can reflect on that and be like, Oh, like Milana, like, remember when we listened to that song like and we walked past that place or we went and did this it's like yeah music is a way to sort of like date myself (laughs) and be and like I create memories with myself and I just think that's really cool and there's like a love to it you know it's um yeah so I yeah I don't know maybe that hopefully that makes sense I just um I just find it to be a really great way to connect with the version of myself that I'm evolving <laughs> into and to like, I guess, just show myself 
love and make memories with myself because I, I was with somebody from when I was 20 to 30, uh, how old was I? 33, 34. I was just going to turn 34, I think. So like 14 years of being sort of um, enmeshed with mm-hmm. somebody else and now only being two years out of that, um, not even, like, it takes time to, like, come home to yourself and realize who you are. And so I really value my self and my alone time in a way that, and I always was somebody who liked, I actually always really kind of liked my alone time and my energy, and now I just value and appreciate it even more. (laughs) I love that so much. And ladies and gentlemen, if this Valentine's Day you needed a date idea, here you go. Be with your music, take a walk, sing loud, make memories for yourself. And I love that you said that you love yourself and like to spend time with yourself because most people are at war with, you know, their the version of themselves that they are and want to just like, you know, bypass to like their higher self or their highest self or whoever it is while missing out the becoming the falling in love like actually supporting ourselves on this journey of embodying oneself to the brightest beautiful most abundant light possible so i really love that dating oneself yeah and are you also like cooking something for yourself like maybe muffins or something like that like anything you love for valentine's day yeah just like in general this month or valentine's day just like something for yourself Mm, i hadn't thought i hadn't thought about it yet i'll have to Mm -hmm. i'll have to think about it yeah yeah i had it my diet lately has been a little bit um, I don't know if lackluster is the word because I have been healing some lingering skin stuff mm-hmm. from just all the things like the the stress and just kind of really feeling the tail end of adrenal fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been on a very basic like no sugar. Oh. Um, giving myself a month, yeah. Um, and seeing, and it's you know, it's actually been working. It's been healing my skin. It's like doing its thing. And um, my my body skin, like my, I had like, a, I guess I'll just talk about it since I'm a health coach, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah, it was like Tinea Versicolor, um, which can come about if you're going through a lot of stress and your immune system gets lower even though I didn't get sick I guess I got sick in that way um and then I you know I'm in a hot climate and I'm going through a stressful period and my gut is all just just disrupted and so it kind of came out through my skin Mm -hmm. um and yeah, I just finally realized, like, I was kind of, it was time to just nip it in the bud and be like, all right, I got to heal this. Let me just 
stop eating the things that are going to trigger and finally let go and release and heal this once and for all. And that's what, that's what I'm doing right now. So yeah, last year I ate um, a cupcake mm-hmm. with pink frosting and that was amazing. <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing that this year, but I'm okay with it because the healing is worth it. Feeling better is, is yeah. worth it. The, the short term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe like going into Valentine's Day, <laughs> having to heal some, you're in the middle of like a healing, um, healing crisis or whatever, or maybe you're healing candida and you're off sugar too. Um, you know, I feel you, but you'll get through it. It's fine. It's worth it. And you know what, people, you don't have to eat anything sweet. You can also eat something savory, like, you know, yeah. just maybe have it with caramelized onions. They are also pink. Mm. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I I love I love my savory foods. I mean, that's what's kind of that's what's been great about healing is it healed, um, like food addiction. Mm-hmm. It heals like emotional eating. So I don't really. I mean, I just eat like. I mean, I appreciate fruit and, you know, mm-hmm. sugar. Like, I appreciate that our bodies run on glucose. Like, it's amazing. It's yummy. Like, you just feel so good. But I also, in a way, like, don't care, so to speak. I'm not like, yeah. oh, my God, you know, I need – it's just not there. I'm just, like, eating for function right now. Um and that's, it's, it's nice. It's nice to just kind of not care and just know like you're, that I'm just taking care of my body and that's what's most important. And then it's, it will be waiting there for me when I'm ready. The fruit will be there. 100%. And I wasn't even thinking of food. I just like ordered myself some roses. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 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 But I think that's beautiful that we have. I can buy myself a plant, actually. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've been meaning to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel, you know, uh, there was this thing about uh, Valentine's Day also coming up, like where you celebrate your girlfriends or, you know, people around you. Or I think in I think Japan or Korea, there's this thing on like they have Valentine's Day in February and then the next month they have a white day. So it's like one day the boy gives the gifts to the girls and the next time the girl gives the gifts to the boy so they're like different variations of it in different cultures but nonetheless i feel um like all the different ways you have discussed to honor oneself like creating systems music honoring where one has been are like so many important tools for self-love and even if someone is in a, in a relationship just like being present i feel with where we are like trumps everything else and celebrating that no matter how one Uh does it because since we are over here like you know it's about to be midnight for you and maybe it already is and I'm over here but we can just talk and be present and just share love in that way and I think when someone takes the time to do that for oneself or someone else I feel that's the 
you know <laughs> that's when we are tapping into the love in the universe and just feeling into all the good things that are there in the world you know how a ba- baby dolphin cuddles to its mother how the flowers bloom and you know it's just like so much love energy in the universe that exists yeah yeah and um yeah it it is 12 a.m. here but i'm i'm still i'm still going strong so <laughs> <laughs> however it flows like i whatever works whatever works for you mhm yeah so malana um you have been on this beautiful journey of you know um healing your addictions becoming a certified health coach from hmi and uh, being a powerful guide a writer or activist in like so many different ways in music enthusiast um mm-hmm. there are so many different dimensions of you so uh what dimension of yourself are you celebrating in this season of your life oh that's such a great question and it's so interesting hearing yourself being referred to as an activist like i was like oh yeah that's true that's cool <laughs> yeah all right um and music enthusiast which is awesome i have been called a music enthusiast for a long time um so now what what version of myself am i honoring that was the question mm-hmm. in the season of my life you okay the version of myself that i'm honoring is hmm well the first word uh, might be kind of a boring one i don't know or maybe <laughs> whatever i guess the version of myself that i'm honoring is like one who's creating structure <laughs> for herself um and consistency that's mm-hmm. that's a version I mean, I guess it's not boring i mean the boring stuff is what gets you the results that you want so yeah so i'm honoring the version yeah. of myself that is stepping into structure and consistency and um committing to herself mhm not that i wasn't because i clearly committed to myself when i was committed to healing um but committing to myself in a new way mm-hmm. which is so much has been cleared so now committing to building upon that like building from ground zero mm-hmm. and yeah. um mhm i feel that's not boring you know that is the time during you know movies or series where people put on a song and just like Uh, fast forward all the things that go on in the picture but this time of building these structures is the part that always intrigued me i was like how did you do it you know how did you maintain yeah. that momentum how did you what did you do to nourish yourself how did you you know stay optimistic like you know i wanted to know that so i don't think so it's boring i feel it's underappreciated and mm-hmm. exciting in a different way 
because yeah. you know have you heard yeah. that quote like before enlightenment uh, chop wood and i don't know take water and after enlightenment chop wood and take water like something of that sort right so i feel yeah it's like kind of a zen practice of doing this and building this mm-hmm. yeah and what you just said you know of being curious about the how like how did she do it and like you know one big thing for me that i want to make sure to mention is like i got by with a little help from my friends is <laughs> kind of the the that song always comes to mind it's like it took a village and i had a great support system mm-hmm. through Liana and her community through all of you i feel like we all do our best to support each other where we can and with everything that happened you know i had a lot of support i had real support for the first time in my life you know and just yeah so that was a big a big that's been a big part of things i always want to acknowledge and i think you know that is i think that's true for everyone even if they aren't on a healing path it's like we don't we just can't do life on our own like we can't be on an island like you we get by there's some kind of help even if it is distorted like people are all kind of like you know propping each other up in some way or like receiving something whether it's money or like a connection mm-hmm. so yeah it's definitely i haven't gotten to the place that i am which is having been able to heal and clear away a bunch of stuff and now be in a place where I can be like all right what do I where do I want to go from here what can I build like it took a lot of help and support that I'm very grateful for and you know yeah excited to um excited to get to a place where I can do more mm-hmm. for for other like I'm excited to get to a place one day where I'm like ah oh, like paying it forward for <laughs> just some amazing you know yeah. gifts and support that I received mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah I don't know why that just like touched my heart made me feel really emotional listening to that but I can feel your sincerity and love and you know everything and it made me forget what I was about to ask which is okay um and I I truly love like you know how the name of this podcast came like the divine flow like you can't go wrong with it because it just it would flow how it is meant to flow so yeah um Malana, um, okay, so I love that you are becoming the person you want to become and, you know, had this beautiful support all around. And, uh, you know, there might be women listening who are maybe in a toxic relationship who don't feel that support around and for those I think before asking you I would just say just asking like Jesus help goes the longest way possible but beyond that I feel that 
there is a period of loneliness that you get when you're like disconnecting from your old life, building a new one or a relationship. So just like any word of encouragement for those people who might be in the those transitions, you know? <sighs> okay. Well, Word, uh, words of encouragement during those transitions. Okay, well, to go back to what you said with trusting Jesus, um, you may go through some really hard things and then forget that he's with you. <laughs> um, so that was just something I wanted to speak to real quick real quick, you just reminded me, like, even after, um, even after receiving a lot of blessings and experiencing a huge miracle in my life, you know, I still fell into the fear and getting scared, like, you know, well, that happened, that was amazing, and almost feeling like, I guess, the law of supply, like, the distorted aspect where I felt like that good luck ran out and like maybe Jesus doesn't have have me anymore Mm -hmm. um falling into fear so um I don't know I guess I just felt called to say that real Mm -hmm. quick but even I guess I wanted to make sure I said that because um if anything on the outside looked like everything was just like smooth (laughs) or everything was just like flowing perfectly and like all these great things opened up and happened like, yeah. And I still fell into fear and, um, forgot who I was and forgot, you know, that I have Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of like went to fear around some stuff. So, um, yeah, I would say like, do your best to not forget that. Don't forget that, um, my Jesus please give me strength and courage I always love that like if I I repeat that over and over again if I'm having a moment where it feels like everything's impossible and then it's like without fail if I just say that over and over again I I, I eventually feel at peace even if it takes like a minute or two if that just always helps and always gives me clarity and that always reminds me of like the power Mm -hmm. um the power of him yeah because it could just be easy to forget and to go back into your mind so jesus give me strength and courage has always been an amazing go-to for me and that helps um with feeling not alone in things like you're not carrying everything all alone on your shoulders um and as far as loneliness goes hmm yeah, like when someone realizes they have Jesus, they can't feel lonely anymore. Like loneliness can't exist. Yeah. I know. I was trying to think about that because I was like, I don't know if I felt lonely. <laughs> That's kind of the thing. Like, hmm. and I'm trying to think of some time. Yeah. Yeah. Like that wasn't like I liked, I liked kind of finally being quote unquote alone because then I felt less alone. Mm-hmm. Because I was more alone with somebody who made me feel alone. Wow, that's so deep. Like with the wrong people, when I think 
it's also like loneliness from our own authentic self like i think that's the worst kind of loneliness because you can feel alone even when you're around people but when you're disconnected from yourself that feels like hell yeah it does for sure mm-hmm. for sure and mm-hmm. also people you can ask for support like you know if you're having a hard day and you're feeling challenged just being like texting your friend can also like go a long way like you're worthy of being helped like they can't save you but i feel there's something to be said about someone being with you while you're saving yourself or giving you that gentle yeah. nudge comfort or virtual hugs or whatever it is all of those count in a deep profound way more than you can ever feel and i think i'll just share an example to illustrate how powerful like you know energy could feel so like two examples so last new moon perhaps i was doing this journaling workshop okay and i got interrupted while i was recording it and then i got three messages from three different people that they loved it but they got interrupted due to some other reason so that energy transferred over there i was like a very literal example happening you know and the same way when someone says like you know they're sending you love and if it's from the heart and you're connecting to your body you can just feel the love wash through you and sometimes just like closing your eyes like i was feeling that way other way like i'm like where is jesus so i just closed my eyes and i was like checking in where is jesus and i saw him next to me with this like you know beautiful ruby colored blanket wrapped around me and i was like oh he was there like he is there So yeah I hope that helps you and energy is powerful even if it's long distance Mhm Mhm Yeah I feel it's funny because like we are like recording from like such a vast distance but like it's coming together like in coherence <laughs> I know it's so cool I really love that about technology how it can be used for for good like this. <laughs> you know, it's pretty wild. Um Malana, so as a woman uncaged, what is your vision if like you're open to sharing about your community you're building for women to use their throat chakra and reclaim their freedom and sovereignty? Yeah, I mean that's amazing. Thank you for seeing that and reflecting that in that way. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm I kind of just recently got more clarity around it like over the past week cuz I I've always been like who am I talking to? Like who I know who I've been talking to and I know why I've been talking and saying what I've been saying and I'm like also like okay expansion energy um you know tapping like branching out like what you know who who am I speaking to? And I guess I've 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 realized that I'm speaking to women who realize they've tried everything and nothing's worked so they they they're i guess they were where i was they were kind of embroiled in like the new age self help 
and maybe they took it too far and maybe they got the vaccine and maybe they just need help like easing suffering or maybe they didn't and they're like wow like what you're saying makes sense like I'm doing all this shit or I'm trying to read the Bible, but that's not resonating and I'm eating a bunch of meat. Um, but that doesn't feel good either. But like, I see what you've done and accomplished. So let me, let me try that. Um, so yeah, I basically like long winded answer. I've been, I've been tapping into who am I speaking to over the past week? So I'm starting to kind of like just, um, like, mm-hmm. I let go of, I think, because, because I think who we're talking to right now, I think many of the women who are listening maybe have had this conflict because I think all of us, we haven't, we're, we're on a healing path, so we don't um, do the whole vaccine agenda, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I always have that kind of like, well, what if, how am I going to speak be myself what if how how am I gonna help like more people if a lot of people have taken this mm-hmm. right that's kind of something I was like worried about and then I think recently a big thing for me is like letting that go <laughs> and I don't even know if this answers your original question I think I'm just kind of like <laughs> riffing and that I think it might just be helping me um <laughs> to like make sense of where I'm going with things right now um but, oh, you know, you know what this reminds me of? You know how Leanna recently said, she was like, it feels so good to just, like, be myself and be yeah. me. And I'm just to the women who are ready for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, I feel like that's, that's what I'm doing. I think that, I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just like, here's my journey. Here's <laughs> literally what I did. And, like fuck it if you if it resonates with you whether you fell for the psyop or not like if there's something about what I'm saying that you resonate with and you feel like it can support you in some way then great like I'm sorry if like that not like I'm sorry but like I I actually feel really bad and sorry if somebody is like so I feel bad regardless like I you know Mm -hmm. if anybody fell for it ultimately I don't like what what's going to happen to them but for example, like recently I've met, um, young women, like an 18 year old, for example, she's in college and I know she got the vaccine and she's just such a sweetheart. And like my heart breaks because I'm like, wow, like I would, I would help her. And she's like open to my energy and she's, we have great conversation and I'm like, why would I turn her away? You know, I remember feeling kind of like judgmental about that a couple of years ago, feeling like I can't work with people who've taken it because they're not going to understand Jesus or soul. And I'm like, well, maybe they don't have to, or maybe they do. Maybe they actually do and they regret it, or maybe they got a placebo, or maybe their parents forced on them. So they're totally fine because they, it wasn't their choice. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm just kind of in a point where I'm staying open. And I think that's kind of been like what Leanna has been saying this whole time. And it's kind of finally integrating, just be yourself 
So I feel like with a woman uncaged, it's sort of where I am now is I'm freeing myself and liberating myself to just be myself <laughs> and share my story, share who I am, speak how I want to speak, say what I want to say, say my journey, put it all out there. And then whoever needs it, whatever their background is, whatever choices they made, if they want it, that's their prerogative, that's their choice. And then I work with them and meet them wherever I can. So that's, I think that's a woman on cage is kind of like uncaging myself from myself at this point. And I love that because, you know, with every like, cage bar that you let go you teach people okay how did uh this is how i did it this is how exactly you can do it so it becomes part of your own toolkit which you use to help other women yeah 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 <laughs> that that's it that's pretty much it and like i'm not afraid anymore meaning I was definitely holding back. Like I, I find myself writing things and going back to old writings that I was starting maybe even just a year ago that I'm like, wow, why was that so scary to put out there? Why was I so worried about saying something in that way? Mm-hmm. Why was I so worried about sharing that? And like, but I also kind of feel like, or maybe it's just shifted within me, but I guess I also kind of feel like the energy shifted within the world too. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think the way that Leanna's been shifting has been empowering and, and shifting all of us too. Like, you know, yeah. we're all kind of connected. And so the seeing the way she's kind of doing things and integrating things, it almost feels like the time is ready. Like maybe we were all ready a year ago. Maybe I was ready a year ago, but it almost feels like, no, like now I'm really, really ready. Like now it really does feel like everything's integrating. And now, you know, the time, the time is now. I feel like people are searching, um, for what we have to say more than ever. And so now I feel more confident in sharing my story in the way that it needs to be shared and being like, this is, this is exactly what it is. This is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so many people who so I was really inspired recently this is kind of what kicked off the Substack article I published before we hopped on this interview as I was inspired because I came across this woman who left the new age and then was like all right I left the new age and I found Jesus um Mm -hmm. but she's all about like intuitive eating and um She's just like, fuck plant-based because it's just a scam or whatever, like eat whatever you want. I'm just like, oh, wow, that's amazing because anybody who is following her and still feels like shit because, of course, they're going to, that means that they're going to need somebody like me, you know, that left the new age and turned to Jesus. But I turned to the real Jesus and I realized that plant-based is actually the way to be. Mm -hmm. And... um, yeah, that just means there's a whole market there. So that was, that was pretty exciting to see. Wow. And for the people listening, intuitive eating is bullshit if you have never cleansed your body of parasites or candida overgrowth and not heal your food addictions and inner children. So yeah, don't yeah. fall for that trap because discernment comes with cleaning and that comes with time. It's not an overnight process. 
So just hang in there. Yeah. And uh, okay. Yeah. And Melana, yeah. as you everyone is has listened to, is a very multifaceted, beautiful, gorgeous, rainbow exploding woman with all her magic and beauty. So she is a holistic health coach and a life coach and a writing coach and she has her own beautiful medicine. So if you're interested, I would link her website and definitely check her work out because it's beautiful and inspiring. And, you know, I think the beauty of this part is like even if it's the same message, you know, if someone is saying that you are worthy, you know, just take that as a, as an example, how you would say it, how I would say it, or how, you know, some other um, woman in Liana's community would say it would be entirely different. And that would attract like, you know, different people based on where they are with their own energy frequency. So, yeah, it's beautiful. And um. Your story is needed, even if your story is similar to someone else, because I feel, Milana, you have just dropped in so much of your beautiful process and journey, which is going to be so beautiful to so many people. And I'm just so grateful to just see the beautiful uncovering of you, which you always were, the shining, healthy Mirinda. <laughs> Thank you, Parmani. That was really sweet I appreciate that and it is a journey um I think that's why I like gave such a long-winded answer for your last question is because it really is a journey like I don't feel you know I'm not in a place where everything's like polished and I'm like all right here's who I'm working with and here's the services and the packages and the way I'm offering it I'm just like yeah like just kind of got out of all that stuff for two years and here's what I'm figuring out and um it's coming together and it's gonna be it's gonna be great and it's gonna be amazing and I'm really excited to have been able to talk all this out with you and just talk it was it was amazing I really appreciate you inviting me on yeah, thank you so much for being here and I deeply appreciate the authenticity with which you share your process because I feel it inspires others too because it's not about perfection, it's about honoring where we have been, where we are going and who we are becoming and being excited about it and dating ourselves on that path. Even if you're in a relationship, don't stop dating yourself. And yeah. Yeah, what a beautiful way to, you know, end our Valentine's Day special message. So anything else, any self-love message you want to leave for the people listening or anything else? Uh, all yours. Mm, any self-love message. Oh, okay. It's funny, as you said that, I'm looking over at my mug, I have this black mug, mm -hmm. and in purple script, it, it says, love yourself on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess define what love yourself means to you. That would be, maybe that's, that's a Valentine's Day exercise. Like, what does loving yourself look like? Because I feel like it's going to be, at the core, it's the same. It's healing your wounds. Mm -hmm. But... What does loving yourself mean to you? Meaning, does that mean a bubble bath? <laughs> does that mean 
um, you know, a playlist that you throw on every morning? Like, does that mean a new notebook to do gratitude journaling? Like, what are the ways that you love yourself? And where are you not? Where are you not honoring that? Where do you need to bring more love in? And so that's just something I think maybe to reflect to reflect on and yeah yeah, and doing it for yourself like um you don't have to wait for somebody else to do it for you like whether you're in a relationship or not for valentine's day or just any any time really um yeah what does loving yourself look like for you and where are you not honoring that and where can you where can you step up and I feel this is such a, question, a beautiful question to ask every day as well. Like, you know, how we ask, how can I serve today, Jesus? You can ask, how can I love myself today, Jesus? How can I love myself more today, Jesus? And just honor yeah. what's being shown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to do that for myself today. And this weekend, I had to be like, all right, I need to take some time. Um, I need to take some time for myself. I needed to... I need to change change some plans that I had <laughs> and have some more space and time to do some things for me. So that was a way I had to love myself was to give myself some more time. Maybe it's um maybe need some more alone time. Maybe it's something like that. Yeah, and for people for me, it was processing repressed anger, which wasn't fun. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. It was just feeling the fire burn through me and not going into the self-harm tendencies that I had in the past. So that was my way to self-love this weekend. So, yeah, it could be different. It could be something that you don't want to do. But, hey, you're capable and you're worth the effort to, you know, put that love back into yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that repressed anger, that's that's definitely come up for me this week, too. So um, mm-hmm. letting myself feel that. Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, that'll kill you if you don't let it out. So <laughs> Literally, that will kill you. And people don't realize that. But yes, better to let it out than, you know, harm yourself. Like life is too precious to do that shit anymore. And like Milana said, it's time for coherence and being just like, this is who I am. And that's perfect and divine in every moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, Milana, it was beautiful, you know, chatting with you. I wish like if we were doing it in person, we could have had like, you know, some nice guac or like a vegan pesto sauce pasta or something that just like had some food along with it I know I know yeah hopefully someday soon and thank you for being here and with that ladies and gentlemen we are wishing you a very happy valentine's day Yes, have an amazing Valentine's Day. And you have an amazing Valentine's Day, Kaimani. Thank you for having me on. And yeah, hopefully someday in the future, we will be able to share some food and chat in person. Yeah. But 
in the meantime, this was amazing. I'm so grateful that I got to spend some time with you. And I appreciate all the questions you asked. It was a manifesting generator dream. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I just love being out. So yeah. um, it's awesome. It's awesome to talk, especially when you started opening up your throat chakra. So I wish all of the women who are listening opened and clear throats and I hope your voices grow louder and expand and your fear lessens and you feel strong and that you feel loved and that you do something loving for yourself and I hope that you had something great to take away from this conversation yeah so with that people we come to an end of episode 13 and so as you heard milana use that voice move mountains with it even if it's just saying i love you to yourself and you are so very loved happy valentine's day and talk soon